when they've done something bad that, oh, the whole world, can you be that mother or father that can go in their courtroom, regardless of the whole world hating your child? Can you sit in that courtroom and love that child? Hello, podcast listeners. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Kingdom Talk with Tanya. You're listening to Kingdom Talk with Tanya. Today, we are going to discuss part three of Don't Give Up Now. Not that I, that it was right for my father, my grandfather to abuse me, but as a child, we can, we can still make decisions. They made bad decisions to do bad things to me. This was wrong. I was five, I was six. I knew I was being a naughty girl and I was loving being a naughty girl, but consequences came. If you missed the last two episodes airing on May 21st and June 4th, I encourage you to go back and listen to them. I have my friend here, Nancy, who shared a portion of her testimony on our last podcast airing on June 4th. And today she is here with me to share um, the remaining piece of that. So welcome again, Nancy. Let's get going. And I put that together with God. The things that I've done in my life. Yeah, I can say that I've had, yes, I've had a lot of abuse. But there are things that I can look at and say, well, I've done some naughty things that you may want. People want to put a level, a number on sin. I did bad things when before, very, very young. I believe it starts young. I was a naughty child. And yeah, and I knew better. But I kept on doing it. And then there became a stage where, yeah, here I am, five and six, and now I'm being abused. But I remember before the abuse started that how defiant I was that, no, it started, no, I'm not going to do what you say, no. And I knew that that was wrong. And we can pretend that we didn't, but I knew as a child this was wrong. I was five, I was six. I knew I was being a naughty girl, and I was loving being a naughty girl. But consequences came, which led up to me ending up in North Carolina and meeting Tanya in a very unusual way because I I had told myself I was not coming to the church that day. I did everything I could to get out of it. I met a member of Freedom House. I met a member at the church at the supermarket. I was at the supermarket and that in the first three days of being in North Carolina, eight different people for their churches, all advertising, you know, oh, I need to come to their church. And the last one before meeting, um, meeting this wonderful woman, um, before Tanya in the morning, I, I thought, okay, I know, I said, Lord, forgive me, but I know she's a nut because it's about 92 degrees and she's got a fur coat on. I know I don't want to go to your church. You got a fur coat on at 90 degrees. <laughs> Next. So she's over there speaking to me and she says, oh, do you look like such a nice person. I just love how you're just treating everyone in the store. I said, well, I'm not a mean person, but okay, who's this lady? <laughs> you know, <laughs> who is this lady? And she says, well, um, I would love to invite you to my, to my church. And I thought, oh Lord, another Jesus person. Okay. I said, oh, we've got a Jesus person. 
And I said, oh, well, I don't have a car and, you know, I'm just going to be too far. And she said, oh, I'll pick you up. I said, oh, man, I can't get out of it. She's inviting me. She's going to pick me up. Well, I said, okay, I will, I will be there Sunday. You can, we'll meet right here. You come get me. Oh, I just knew I was out of it because she called me and says, I can't get there. I'm so sorry. I said, yes, it is not meant for me to go and meet you, Lord. And she she did a clap back at me and she said, but I'm going to send an Uber. I'm like, seriously? Does she really <laughs> want me to go to church that bad? And she actually sent the Uber and I went to church to free. I went to church. And I walked in the door and there were all these people just looking and smiling. And I could hear, you can hear the smile in their voice, but I didn't look at people at that time. But I knew your feet. If you had pretty feet, I'll remember what your feet looked like. And I remember the pastor. I remember all the kindness and everybody giving the hugs and the music. And I just felt something. I felt I was just melting inside the worship, the experience. And I said, okay, God, you actually might be at this church. <laughs> because um, for me, when I was um, with my husband, he was the good, he was the good deacon, the good minister. So I had to sit in church and have the, um, the godly wife look. So mm -hmm. I sat there with the godly wife look because anything he did abuse-wise, if he was upset, I was always brought into the office. You shouldn't upset the minister. Wow. So I spent all my years there being the good wife and just just miserable in church. I couldn't stand it, but I did my duty. Now I here I am at this church seeing and hearing how happy these people really were. And I said, are you kidding me? So after the service, I honestly felt such a release. And I said, there's something about this place. And I remember telling, um, the young lady that had invited me to go, I said, look, I need some freedom, okay? And if you're not about that, please just don't bother me. And then when she told me the name of the church, I said, oh, no, are you serious? I need the freedom in that, and this is, your, this is your church name? Okay. I had a wonderful time. Everyone treated me well, and everyone wanted to look at me. I wish I could. And the big opportunity that I had, I didn't really realize I was really speaking to the to the pastor's wife because I really didn't look up at anyone and my big moment and what do I say you people are really strange you're like a bag of mixed nuts <laughs> you've got pecans and macadamias but I knew then so now they treated me kind I wanted to come back but I couldn't tell anybody that I couldn't tell anybody that and I had I had it all planned that I was just going to walk home and that was perfectly fine. I would have totally walked back to Huntersville because that's what I do. I don't discuss it. I just go. And the pastor um, brought Tanya to me and Tanya was so kind and I thought, okay, she doesn't know me. And honestly, I really thought that she was only going to get me close to my house. I really was not expecting her to bring me home. And that's when I knew there was, from that day, just having a bit of kindness and letting me just 
feel safe. I actually felt safe for the first time that no one was going to come behind me. I honestly felt that God sent people who were generally had a kind heart, had his spirit because church for me and the service was just, I was just a statue. I was there for looks. Wow. So let, let me just say, there's so much that you just said. Um, first of all, and I talked about this in previous podcast about church. Um, church, I, I shared that church for me is very important. It's not my entire relationship with God, obviously, because we have to build a personal relationship with God. We have to read the Bible for ourselves. We have to pray for ourselves. That's how we develop relationship. But I shared that community. I love the community and fellowship with other believers. I love doing outreach with other believers, going outside the four walls. Um, church is not the four walls of the building, it's the people. And you just said a few adjectives I heard you use was kindness, love. You said you felt safe. Guys and gals, that is what you want to look for in a ministry. Someone or, or some people who truly walk in love. And you can tell we're, we're adults. We can see authenticity. I know real from fake. And if I don't know it immediately, it doesn't take me long to, to, to sense real or fake. And so here we are two and a half years later. And I'm sure she would say that there's still a lot of realness going on. Real people. Real people with real issues. Real people that don't have it all together. But real people that walk in love, because that's what we're called to do. Walk in love and not judge. Not judge. Yes, correct when necessary, because as Christians, we must do that. But not to judge, because who am I going to judge? Because Lord knows I am imperfect. Lord knows I can't cast a stone at someone else because I am be have four fingers, one finger pointing at someone else and four pointing back at me. So let's talk about wh- what you've God has brought you from into what he has brought you to. So what are some things that you would say that he has delivered you from and all of this in your developing your relationship with him? Well, he he definitely delivered me from, I was a smoker. I smoked cigarettes. I probably smoked a pack, probably a pack to a pack and a half a day. I, I drank. But I, I was a secret drinker, so I see. Okay, so I secretly drank only. Um, but then when when my husband started hitting me, and then I realized I didn't like. I wanted to remember everything that was going on. So I there was a point where I would drink because drinking one of the things um, other than counting, I learned to drink very young because both my father and my um, grandfather would give me. When they were molesting, um, they would give me a hundred to one hundred and ten proof of of corn of corn liquor. So I learned very young how to drink and to tolerate it. So I could drink and would not, it wouldn't make me lean. Where other people, quite honestly, they get drunk reading the label. I was not one of them. So so to come through, to stop drinking, to stop smoking. So I had. I stayed in those relationships thinking I could help my husband, but you have to want to help yourself. You can you can try to be there for somebody. So I had to get delivered from 
always wanting to please everybody else. So I got delivered from, I had to please everyone else. And I can only say that that's really recent because I couldn't say no to people. I can say no now. So I had to get delivered from being a people pleaser. I had to get delivered from having to have to hear other people tell me how I should feel and to validate my feelings. No, my feelings are my feelings. Now, if it's a, if I'm unhappy, okay, it's okay to be unhappy. I don't need that validation as long as I'm not staying in it. Or I can reach out and I can now reach out and trust people. I definitely had to give up. Um, God had put in place for me. He was sending the people in my lives once I came to church and that I was renewing my relationship with him. He put the people there in my lives, but I had a big letter P that was blocking me. I had pride. I had pride in asking people. I had a need, but now God had it there where, okay, you're now in North Carolina. You have nothing, but I couldn't ask for help. And here I am in church, and church was the place where God said, Come to me, all ye heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So he's trying to give me rest, and he was giving me the best in people to help me. But I had pride. I, I felt funny. I felt inadequate, saying, oh, these people don't know me. How, how can they open up, open, up their, open up their hearts to me? And here I am saying, God, oh, if you just get me out of this, if you just, if, 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 where are you? And I asked. God, where he was, and now he gives me all of these wonderful, wonderful people who don't know me. And they're willing, and they wanted to help me. And here I am, not, not accepting it. Wow. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, thank you for being transparent. You know, I, I wasn't expecting you to share all that, but no, thank you for that, because that's that's how we get set free ourselves, but that's how we how we also help other people get set free. You were dealing with, um, you know, the, the alcohol and the cigarettes. Obviously, those were things; those were escape mechanisms for you. Yeah. And I'm sure there are some listeners out there that there are things that maybe you turn to. Maybe food. Maybe it's social media. Maybe it's some form of addiction. Um, you know, for me, it was marijuana. It was weed. <laughs> I'll be honest. You know, I, I smoked. Um, and, you know, I thought it was, it was pleasurable, but hey, it's, it was the thing that I would say, it keeps me calm, it calms me down, which really when I lean on the Lord, He does that for me. I don't need those things to do that for me. So I had to learn how to lean on Him. But the pride thing, that's a big one. The Bible says that pride goeth before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. Meaning when you're prideful, you will fall when you have a haughty spirit, you will fall. You will be destroyed. Yes. You're destroying yourself when you're prideful. We have to let go of pride. Humility is one of the most important attributes that I believe we can possess. And many of us deal with pride. I have, have had pride issues for sure. But you're being able to overcome that and admit it because the first step to deliverance and healing is to admit so you're being able to admit that and to say that and then to eventually humble yourself by being able to accept help because you are asking God to help you and he's bringing those people in your life and he's like, okay, Nancy, 
You know, what do I need to do? Hit you upside the head to tell you that this is what I'm doing. I'm, I'm giving you the help that you're asking for. And I'm sure there's some listeners out there that maybe you're reflecting on it right now that God is actually putting the right people or situations or circumstances in your life to help you, to actually help you. And you're being prideful. So I would ask you to let that pride go. Let it go. Humble yourself. Let people help you that want to help you. Let God help you. Because sometimes we even turn our backs on God and we won't even let him help us. So let people help you. And the other thing you said is saying no. No, I, I shared this on a previous message. I believe it was living my best life was one of my other podcasts. No is not a bad word. Sometimes we have to say no because you know what? I can't be anybody's God. I am nobody's God. And sometimes we're playing God when we say yes to everybody and everything. The other thing was your feelings. You do have feelings. I have feelings. It's okay to have feelings. God created us with emotions. Now, we can't allow our emotions to control us. We have to learn how to control our emotions. But it's okay to have emotions. It's okay to have feelings. He wants us to have feelings. He doesn't want us to be emotionless. We are not robots. We are not robots. So I love that you shared all of that. That was just amazing. Um, before we close, is there anything that that wasn't said that you wish you could have said or that you want to share? And I am going to have you to close it out, share some affirmations. I think you call it something else. But in my last podcast, we talked about affirmations and we closed it out that way last time. And that's how we're going to close it out this time. And before I, I allow you to speak, let me just say, podcast listeners, this is one, oftentimes I plan and prepare by, you know, writing and then the Holy Spirit kind of takes over when I start um, my podcast. But this is one that I told Nancy, let, we're just going to let it flow. And this is truly just flowed. And I thank God for allowing it to flow and her to have an opportunity to not only share her testimony, but hopefully to help someone else. Because my goal for this podcast it's Kingdom Talk with Tanya, and we're having Kingdom Talk. We're talking about God's business. We're talking about empowering and uplifting and inspiring and encouraging other men and women who care to listen, because that's what it's all about. That's why we're here, and that's why we go through things. It's not only, like I said, for ourselves, but to help someone else. So is there anything else that you can think of that you might would want to share with our listeners? Yeah, I would say that... Um Find something that you really enjoy and do it not because someone is asking you. The best things that I find that helped me and has me grow in the Lord are, this, are the things that you do that nobody knows about. Nobody knows you're even doing it. There is such a joy. I love to, I like to bake. I like to cook. So I actually, and I still, I'm now doing it in North Carolina. I go to parks and I will bake cookies and I will bake little goodies and bring water. And I'll just give it to anyone that's there that wants it. And it makes me feel so good. And I've always, I always did that for years and had no, never associated with that, that I was making a kingdom impact. Because that's yeah. one of my favorite words, uh, make a kingdom in, impact. So here I am. I was actually doing the Lord's work, but and I just thought I was being kind, just in the part being kind. So I would just do my little bags of love and realize that what started out with, oh gee, it started out with five people in the park and it ended up where I would 
300 people. I would easily go through the different parks. And while I was at the university, every Monday, I knew the college students, I was boxing and making their favorite foods and they knew to come to my class an hour before everybody and the kids would just come and pick up their food. So just doing something for somebody else, you may be going through yeah, I could say, oh, I know those that say, oh my goodness, she's gone through so much. But there is someone out there. Yes, I was homeless. Yes, I have done I have been in a, in shelters. But you know what? I'm here. It's Amen. All, I'm here and I know that I'm going to be all right and I know that when I was a, when I was 13, I wrote in my diary a saying and I live and I will always have this saying. I have a saying, my eyes can see farther than they can look. And Amen. basically what that means to me that I can look out the window and it might be a brick building. But that brick is not going to stop me from seeing what what um, visions and passions that God has for me. So it may be a wall, it may be a tree blocking your view, but I can see beyond that. Amen. Wow, that's good. Wow, that's good. Yeah, that's what we call perspective and insight. So that's some wisdom that you just you just spit to our listeners, and I love that. Okay, so in the last podcast, um, Don't Give Up Now, I talked about um, making declarations, affirmations. Affirmations are so important. Speaking to ourselves, speaking life over to ourselves. And we shared some affirmations last time. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I am the righteousness of God. I am the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. We have to speak life over ourselves. We have to speak to ourselves. We have to encourage ourselves. The Bible says encourage yourself. I do that. I take Proverbs 3 and 5 and I put, I implore to any of you, put your name in it. So I would say pretty much every day I say to myself, Nancy, trust in the Lord with all of Nancy's heart. Lean not unto Nancy's own understanding. In all Nancy's ways, she will acknowledge him and he will direct Nancy's paths. So take Proverbs 3 and 5 and put your name in it. Yeah. And watch what happens. Wow. That's that's good. That's an affirmation. I, I told you all at the beginning of this that this lady has been through so much and we didn't even this is not even the tip of the iceberg because there is more even that I've seen personally since she's been in North Carolina we kind of stopped at North Carolina but there have been there's so much else and I talked about in the previous message about our enemies and loving our enemies let me just tell you a little bit about her real quick about that if you don't mind loving your enemies that same husband that was abusive to her has needed her since because he's going through his own personal tribulations right now in life imagine that but nancy has been walking in love with this person who was not loving towards her and that is what god has called us to do so she's done that too and i could go on and on we'd be here all day talking about what she's been through i'm sure i'll have her back because there's too much more to share but i do know that like your affirmations you called it something else that you call it do you have any in particular, like little nuggets, little things, like little sayings. Nancy has sayings. And let me say this. Her attitude, you see, with everything she's been through, she could be, woe is me. 
She could be down in the dumps right now. She could be strung out. She could still be strung out on drugs, alcohol, um, you know, sex, um, cigarettes, all of it. She could be doing all of that right now. It would be so easy, but she made a choice. We all have a choice. The Bible says narrow is the path that leads to righteousness and wide is the gate that leads to destruction. So she could still be on the path of destruction, but she decided that narrow path. And I'm sure there's still things that she's working on just as I am, but she chose the path. She made a choice to make different decisions in her life despite what she's been through in her past. She is not letting her past define her. And I challenge you, if you've been through something or if you're going through something right now, lean and trust on the Lord, in the Lord. Find other people who are believers, who walk in love, who are authentic, who are going to love you and be there for you and support you. But mainly it's God that you have to lean on. And also seek God for yourself and find him for yourself. Cry out to him and pray to him and trust him to deliver you out of any and every situation. So leave us with a few nuggets or a few of your little sayings. Um, I'm going to give you my three, well, three of my favorites. One of the things that people say to me all the time, especially on my job, you know, they always want a word from me and they'll say, oh, my coworker is driving me crazy. My husband's driving me crazy. This and that. It's always somebody driving them crazy. And I said, you know what? Well, stop letting people drive you crazy. Would you please take back the key to the car? Because <laughs> nobody's going to drive me anywhere anymore in my life, especially going crazy. That's one. Two is... You know what? Stop taking the words because people are going to be miserable and want to put that misery on you or it's always something to bring you down. So I'm not listening to somebody's mess because you know what? Your mess is not buying me my dress Mm -hmm. and I can't get my dress listening to your mess. So the other one, get out of the driver's seat, please. And get into the back seat and let God drive you to where you want to go. And when you arrive there, you'll know it was him that got you there. Wow. Wow. Gosh, all of them are good. But that one will stick with me because that back seat, honey, God is your chauffeur. Mm-hmm. Don't get in the passenger seat. Get in the back, get in the back seat. seat. Let him drive. Then you're going to know he was you because you're not being a front seat driver. Because sometimes when you're in the passenger seat, we can still see too much. Back seat. I love that. I'm going to hang on to that one. And the dress. Of course, I love shopping. So, of course, I'll hang on to that. That was for um, the shoppers. But I did have just one more. And we're just going to end on that. The other one is that pick a tree. And if you have to be a tree, I've devoted. I'm a palm tree. Because one thing I know about a palm tree, the palm tree, it grabs, it, it gravitates. You will never see after a hurricane Tell me one time you've ever seen a palm tree on the ground. Every tree is on the ground. So when that wind comes and it goes to the left, it goes to the right, stay that palm tree because you're not going to break. You are going to be rooted. Wow. I'm a palm tree. Wow. I'm a palm tree. I taught a message on palm trees before I actually researched them. No lie. I researched palm trees back in the day when I was doing conference call Bible studies. Literally, a 1-800-conference line, I taught on palm trees because you're right, they don't break. And hurricanes come and go, but palm trees stand. They are rooted. I love that. I'm a palm tree. Podcast listeners, repeat after me. This is an affirmation. I am a palm tree. I 
am a palm tree. I love it. Thank you so much, Nancy, for all of your wisdom, for all the change, positive change I see in your life and for inspiring me because you inspire me every day. God bless you. God bless you, listeners. Um, Thank you so much for tuning in. And I just pray God's all of God's promises for your life. Uh, May they be yes and amen. May he give you all the desires of your heart. And may anything and everything you need come to pass. I pray that for you today and always. I love you with the love of Christ. God bless you all. Goodbye. This was Kingdom Talk with Tanya. Thank you for listening.